Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 896. Still starting our show with uh, a reminder about the suffering of the people of Ukraine and many ways to help. And one we like to promote is the American Rescue Committee. Their website is rescue.org. Bird flu update. Once again, not much to uh, report. The CDC has a new update. Uh, the last entry in it, though, is from back in May. So the advice given, stay away from any bird carcasses you find on the beach or elsewhere. And still experts say it's okay to feed birds in your backyard. Those birds, it appears, appears have not been affected by bird flu. Ah, the soft cooing sound of the world's most misunderstood bird, the rock pigeon. We'll find out what that's all about. What is that misunderstanding caused by and uh, so on when we talk with our special guest, Rosemary Mosco, on this morning's show. Last week, we had a brief mention in our Mystery Bird bonus question about uh, a respected Polish scientific institute that has classified the domestic cat as an invasive alien species, citing the damage they cause to birds and other wildlife. The state-run Polish Academy of Sciences pointed out that free-roaming cats kill about 140 million birds a year in Poland. Meanwhile, here in the U.S., science writer Adam Larson, in an NBC column, says data suggests that cats are very overrated when it comes to controlling rodents like mice and rats. He points out that some rats are just too big for cats. Meanwhile, in the U.S., cats kill an estimated 2.4 billion birds every year. Some sources say that's more than double the number of birds killed by cars, window crashes, wind turbines, power lines, and communication towers combined. And that's on top of the 478 million reptiles, 173 million amphibians, and 12.3 billion mammals killed by cats in the U.S. every year. Uh, Dr. Peter Mara, who was then director of Smithsonian Migratory Bird Center, wrote a book called Cat Wars, which provides an excellent overview of that whole issue. He was our guest. This was some time ago. This was back in late 2016, show number 602. If you'd like to hear what uh, Dr. Peter Mara has to say on the topic, you can go there. Find that easily at TalkingBirds.com. That's show number 602. Also, in last week's show, we talked about uh, hummingbirds with our Mike O'Connor and the best way to feed them. Just saw this note. If you happen to be anywhere near Cook County, Illinois, or would like to head there, here's just the thing. It's the Forest Preserves of Cook County Hummingbird Fest, Saturday, August 20th. Admission is free. If you're listening before the 20th, you can still take advantage. Just do a search for Forest Preserves 
of Cook County for full info. Uh Uh What we're hearing there is our mystery bird, several of them apparently. This is a preview of our mystery bird contest happening a bit later on in this morning's show. We're giving you some clues now and information so you'll be ready to give us a ring here on the mystery bird contest uh, before the show ends. Our mystery bird is a large wading bird with a long downward curved bright red bill, long red legs, an all-white body, and black-tipped wings. It feeds on insects, fish, and frogs by probing along the shoreline and on grassy lawns. Here in the U.S., it's seen mostly in the southeast and along the Gulf Coast. And in an obscure bonus clue, it's the mascot of a major southern university. Prizes include nutrition for body and mind. We have a $15 certificate for Beautio Books, home of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world, and a month's supply of Mary's Gone Crackers Super Seed Crackers, four boxes from the largest organic and gluten-free cracker company in the U.S. If we get to our bonus question again this week, we'll try to give away a $20 wisdom supply certificate for those plastic-free books and notepads and such for classroom and office. So that's all coming along on our mystery bird contest. Meanwhile, our conservation worry of the week, according to a new study from the Finnish Meteorological Institute, Arctic regions of the world are heating up about four times faster than the rest of the globe. Previous studies had estimated the region was warming only twice as fast as the global average. One of the reasons it's so important is the Arctic is a bellwether for the impacts of global warming around the world, with melting ice sheets contributing to sea levels, which could, of course, have devastating impacts. Some offsetting good news, the U.S. House of Representatives have voted to pass the Inflation Reduction Act, which contains important help for the health of the planet and all of its inhabitants. That bill includes $369 billion dollars, in climate-related funding. The president is expected to sign it, to sign it um, sometime this week. A salute to more Talking Birds ambassadors helping us to get the word out about our show and about birds and conservation and two great Bay Staters to thank today, including Jeanette from Northampton, Massachusetts. Thanks for the kind words, Jeanette, and for becoming an ambassador. She signs off love, light, music, and birds. Thank you, Jeanette. And thank you to Pablo from Pittsfield, Massachusetts. He says he's a longtime listener, fan of the show, and now a Talking Birds ambassador. Thank you so much, Pablo. And here's uh, another of our ambassadors from uh, way out west on why she became one. My name is Dina, and I'm from San Francisco, California. I became a Talking Birds ambassador because I enjoy sharing what I've learned from Talking Birds. I always seem to learn something new each show, and I hope that my enthusiasm for birds and conservation is contagious to others. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassadors family. It's easy to do. Just visit our website. Click on Get Involved at the top of the homepage, and then choose the Become an Ambassador option at TalkinBirds.com. Join today, and thanks. Still to come on our show, Rosemary Moscow will be here to talk about her wonderful new book about those misunderstood birds, the rock pigeons. 
And Mike O'Connor, live, almost live, that is, from the archive about identifying birds by sound with the help of a free phone app. And up next, a songbird that says its name and catches fish is today's featured feathered friend. Presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. People, stand and greet your leader, the great Kiskadi. Well, if the State Department were to call the great Kiskadi a tyrant, they'd be correct. He's a member of the tyrant flycatcher family, Tyrannidae, a group of songbirds found throughout North and South America, but mainly in the tropics. This family of birds is now considered the largest on Earth, with around 400 species. The great Kiskadi is about 10 inches long, with black and white stripes on the crown and sides of its head and a white throat. Its chest and undersides are a bright yellow, contrasting with a brown back and wings and black legs. The great Kiskadi eats many kinds of food. It hunts from an open perch high in a tree and sallies out to catch flying insects, or it may pounce on small rodents and similar vertebrates. It will also take prey and some fruit from vegetation by gleaning and jumping for it or ripping it off in mid-hover. And it will sometimes dive for fish or tadpoles in shallow water, making it one of the few perching birds that goes fishing. And where does it get the name Kiskadee? Well, listen to its call and you'll know the answer. By the way, you're pretty sure to see some of these birds if you visit the island of Bermuda. The bird was introduced to Bermuda in the late 1950s. The Great Kiskadee, today's Talkin' Birds featured feathered friend. Welcome again to our show number 896, just four away from our kind of big milestone show coming soon. Rosemary Moscow makes books and cartoons that connect people with the natural world. Her Bird and Moon Nature Comics won the National Cartoonist Society's Award for Best Online Short Form Comic and were the subject of an award-winning museum exhibit. She makes best-selling science books for kids and adults and gives uh, keynotes at birding festivals. She's written and drawn for the New York Times, Audubon, PBS Kids' Eleanor Wonders Why, Ranger Rick, and more. And her favorite glacial landform is the Esker. She joins us right now via Zoom to talk about her latest creation. Good morning, Rosemary. Good morning. It's great to be here. We'll uh, try to come back to that favorite glacial landform if time permits, but why don't I start by asking about your new book. It's terrific. A Pocket Guide to Pigeon Watching, Getting to Know the World's Most Misunderstood Bird. Well, pigeons are often referred to by some less than flattering names. Uh, the great Tom Lehrer even wrote a song suggesting we feed them in a way that would cause their demise, his poisoning pigeons in the park. But would it be fair to say, Rosemary, that pigeons are not only misunderstood, but also underappreciated? Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like they're a bird that a lot of us are so used to that we think they're they're kind of gross and, and dirty and unpleasant. But <laughs> they're they're actually really, really fascinating birds that are worth a second look, I think. In the first part of your book, you talk about the fact that some people loathe pigeons uh, or just don't pay any attention to them at all. But you offer 10 reasons to watch pigeons 
And one of them relates specifically to birders because watching pigeons can lead to other good sightings, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, watching pigeons can sharpen your ability to see birds with all sorts of interesting color morphs because pigeons mm-hmm. comes in, come in lots of color morphs. And also, apologies for the real pigeon fans, but they, they will become predated upon mm-hmm. by some really interesting raptors so they can help you find peregrine falcons and, and so on. And that kind of leads to your, I think it was your 10th re- uh, reason, which is it's a hard world. Uh, sometimes you just need to look at a soft bird. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. They are pretty soft, I guess. You explain in the book how pigeons are dinosaurs, as are all birds, but also that pigeons are doves, the common pigeons that we know. Almost almost became known as rock doves fairly recently. I thought they actually had, but that apparently didn't quite get there. So I guess rock pigeon is the official common name now, right? Yeah, stay tuned. I mean, it depends on where you are in the world. And there have been a lot of arguments back and forth. Mm-hmm. But essentially, there's there's no real scientific meaning to, to dove or pigeon. We just kind of ascribe mm-hmm. various birds in the pigeon family with those names. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you, you'd be okay referring them as either. Okay. It's kind of like egrets and herons, right? I think they're pretty much the same bird, different colors that lend to different names. I've often heard that pigeons... Uh, have been associated with humans for so long that that we don't even know where they came from originally. But you point out they they aren't one cohesive type of bird anyway, with and have a lot of unique histories. Yeah, they do all belong to the species Columbolivia, but there's mm-hmm. evidence that we crossbred them with another closely related species, and you can actually see that when you see city pigeons that have checkered wings. That mm-hmm. seems to be a trait from a from a bird called the speckled pigeon. But mm-hmm. yeah, they've been domesticated for so long that it was hard for me to find early history. So I had to talk to people who know about the ancient Egyptians and the Sumerians, and we pieced together <laughs> as much as we could. But we have had a long relationship with these birds. Yeah. Well, humans have created many dog breeds over the years, and we've done something like that with pigeons too, right? You offer a quick primer on genetics. I wonder if you could give us a thumbnail sketch of, of that and describe uh, some of the results of those crossbreeding efforts. We just kind of did that with those uh, checkered marks and, and so on, but uh, more why we see so many color variations. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. So I have a lot of genetics information in my book, um, maybe maybe too much. But if you're a fan, I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> but I talk about certain colors and why they're how they're produced and how you can identify different color forms. But they really all stem from the fact that we, you know, people in the past took advantage of different interesting mutations to create breeds, just like people did with dog breeds. So there are there are red ones and white ones. There are ones with giant tails and small tails. There are ones with wings on their feet. It's remarkable the variety that we've we've made pigeons into mm-hmm. well you've described how pigeons provide many services to humans including as food and uh, breeds that have been developed just for that purpose i couldn't help noticing this one with the oxymoronic name of american giant runt um, <laughs> that's an oxymoron that puts jumbo shrimp to shame i think <laughs> I think that might be my favorite pigeon name. That was a breed that was developed for meat, although now a lot of them are used for show. Mm-hmm. They're quite handsome birds. We don't know where the word runt comes from. It it probably doesn't mean the same thing as, as it means to us. It okay. probably is such an old name that it's kind mm-hmm. of a confusion, you know, with an Italian word or something like that. But I think the results are just 
delightful. <laughs> One of the things that people uh, who do pay attention to pigeons wonder about Rosemary is that funny way they walk in which they seem to bob their head back and forth as they go along. But you point out that this back and forth thing is kind of an optical illusion. Um, what are they actually doing as as they walk? It's so fascinating. So we we think of them as bobbing their head forward and backward and forward and backward. But really what they're doing is they're using their very, very long necks and sort of the way that we use our, our eyes to look around and see what's a few steps ahead so that we know we're not going to step on, you know, an errant piece of dog poop or something. So they shoot their head forward mm -hmm. and then they pull their body up to meet their head and they shoot their head forward again. So the head really never goes back. It's sort of that the body catches up. So mm -hmm. take a close look at your nearby pigeons and you'll notice this really interesting behavior. All right. Here's an intriguing quote from your book. Uh, pigeons were the original internet. I wonder if you would read uh, some of that. Some of that section. Yeah, for yeah, us. absolutely. Yeah, so um, uh, pigeons were the original internet. They could update you on political news or give you the latest sports scores. Ancient Romans relied on them to carry critical wartime intelligence and spread the outcomes of chariot races. In 776 BCE, pigeons delivered the results of the first Olympic Games. In the 12th century CE, Genghis Khan set up a relay network of birds across Asia and parts of Europe. And during the Franco-Prussian War of 1878 to 1871, the people of Paris, besieged and cut off from the rest of the world, turned to a truly steampunk solution. I love this. <laughs> Hot air balloon pilots loaded their baskets with pigeons and took to the skies. Once they navigated their way out of Paris and over to friendly territory, they brought their loyal birds to a government outpost. Officials attached intel and personal letters on microfiche, the dusty favorite of librarians everywhere, to the pigeons' tails and sent them back home. Pigeon heroism flew to new heights during World Wars One and Two. The birds were a serious tactical advantage. They carried messages through the nightmarish landscape of trench warfare, braving enemy fire and toxic gas, and saving thousands of soldiers' lives. Just amazing. And you presented the stories of four pigeon heroes, accompanied by more of your marvelous uh, illustrations, which lend colorful visual interest all through the book. I don't know. Well, maybe we have time quickly to have a, you tell us about your favorite uh, glacial landform. It says here you should esker. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good pun. Stole that from yeah, you. Uh, totally unrelated to pigeons. I really like glacial geology, and so I live in the Northeast. And an esker is basically the bottom of a glacial river that once blasted through a glacier when it was melting. And so you can basically walk on a, the river, the, the, the raised river bottom of an ancient gigantic river. It makes me feel very small and, and uh, <laughs> like the world is a very cool place. Yeah, except those glaciers are not, uh, unfortunately, as big as they uh, once were. Yeah, smaller. we definitely don't want them to be as big as they were during the Ice Age, mm -hmm. but I think we could stand to make things a little cooler these days for sure. Yeah. Rosemary Moscow is an award-winning cartoonist and best-selling author. Her new book is The Pocket Guide to Pigeon Watching, Getting to Know the World's Most Misunderstood Bird. It's a wonderful book, fascinating, informative, historical, beautifully illustrated, and very funny. The Pocket Guide to Pigeon Watching, Getting to Know the World's most misunderstood bird. Rosemary, congratulations on the book, and thanks for being with us. Thank you so much, Ray. You can learn more about Rosemary and her remarkable work on her website, rosemarymosco.com. Mosco, by the way, is M-O-S-C-O, Rosemary Mosco. 
Bird.com. Up next, our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. Everybody loved hearing this bird earlier in the show, so we've brought it back. It's our mystery bird, the large wading bird with a long downward curved bright red bill, long red legs, an all-white body, and black-tipped wings. It feeds on insects, fish, and frogs by probing along the shoreline and on grassy lawns. Here in the U.S., seen mostly in the southeast and along the Gulf Coast. What would that be? Tell us definitively or take your guess. No correct answer simply means a drawing will determine our winner. So give it a try and uh, grab a hold of those beautiful prizes for nutrition, for body and mind, with a $15 gift certificate for Beautio Books, home of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world, and a month's supply of those delicious, organic Mary's Gone Crackers, Super Seed Crackers our prizes this morning, and maybe a certificate for wisdom supply if we get to our bonus question on the Mystery Bird Contest. And here is that all-important number. Please do call us as soon as possible so we'll have time for the actual contest. 781-837-4900 is the number. 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, almost live from the archive, it's Let's Ask Mike in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautiobooks.com B-U-T-E-O Beautiobooks.com Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. This winter, join us in Trinidad and Tobago, a tropical birding hotspot, or go beyond the beaches in the DR. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit questnaturetours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. The Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, is our destination right now with Mike O'Connor, who's down there. We're ready to talk to him now. And, uh, Mike, uh, good morning to you. Hey, it's sunny on the Ooh. Cape, and now in the middle of a hurricane, it's still sunny. Uh, I'm not kidding this time. Yeah, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, we dodged the... something this time because the sun's out. I know it's bad other parts of the state, but yeah. pretty nice here right now. So Boy, we, got, really? we lucked out. 
Okay, so uh, there's still room for folks to come to Cape Cod, then I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. We got we got we got three more spots available if they want to come. <laughs> Just tell them you know me; they'll let you in. They'll let you in for free as well, or at least at a very good <laughs> a discounted <laughs> price. Well, Mike, everyone knows you're a bird expert, but are you also a bee expert? I've heard that. Maybe, uh, you know, uh, I think I struck out on this one. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, a few weeks ago, I did a thing where we had where I said we had a bee's nest by the back door. My wife's allergic to bees, so I took it out with some high-powered water spray because they didn't want to use poisons and um, mm-hmm. they made the house safe for my wife and which was a good thing but then I got an, uh, uh, an email from one of your listeners oh. um, and I don't know who he or she is because they didn't leave a name but they, they work at uh, or they own Harbor Hives which is apparently the beekeeper and they just informed me that what I had were wasps I didn't have bees so apparently you know I, that was my mistake I, I they were wasps they weren't uh, bees or honeybees or anything like that they were wasps I'm still not sure what species they were but uh, I had to correct that because the bee people get upset when people mix up bees and wasps yeah. and basically David David Clapp told me they were bees so I'm blaming him for uh, that I was going to say that was probably the case yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay. you know, <laughs> no he didn't but I'm just saying that anyways so, yeah <laughs> What sorry. else we're talking about today? What else oh, oh we sorry. Yeah, I'm today? supposed to. I'm supposed to introduce the other topic. I think, but uh, <laughs> I've forgotten what the topic was. Oh, yeah, it was the. Uh, it's the new um, sound ID um, capability of the Merlin app. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, and right. Yeah, yeah, and you've yeah. been trying it out. Right, I did try it out, and um, I got I got a, a, a couple of complaints. First of all, it came out this summer, which is like getting a bike for Christmas because you can't really use it <laughs> because up the birds are quieter this time of year. You know, I would love right. to have had this in the spring, and I'm looking forward to use it in the spring. And you get a bike for Christmas, you know, the snow's, the snow's on the road, and you can't really ride the bike. Well, that's my analogy there. <sighs> but I still tried it out anyways, and first of all, I think everybody should get it. It's It's totally free, which is which is the best news. It takes a little yeah. bit of room on your phone and the smartphone, so you can't use it. You can't use it at home on your pay phone, right? You got to use regular on a no dial-up. Okay, <laughs> that's right. But I, I tried it out, and it's pretty amazing. It works really, really well with you know the standard issue generic calls. You get a cardinal, you get a blue jay. It kind of identifies those really easily. Uh, I, I, I liked it. I found from customers whom I've talked to, they get excited about some kind of rare birds being in the yard, according to the app. I think right now they're going to they need to tweak it a little bit because it's giving a lot of people some kind of well it's not the app's fault but you know they tell you that these are the possibilities but everybody else is jumping on the rare bird you know they're saying oh hey look it but here's here's the exciting here's the exciting thing it records exactly what. You, you hear mm-hmm. so in it and it, it records it and it saves it on your phone and then it then it turns it into some digital thing so it can read the information but you have the actual recording so when you think you have a familiar flycatcher in your yard you have the actual recording and you just tap on the picture and it plays it it's amazing but when it's something dubious like somebody in ease having a familiar flycatcher you can play that for somebody like david clapp and he'll tell you no no that's a house rent or something so it actually can save it so when there's something you're not sure about you can save it and play it again. So I would get this app and, and use it and, and learn from it. Just know that it's not 100% perfect and don't get all worked up. You've got a rare bird because uh, you might not. But yeah. still, I would 
definitely and I'm looking forward to use it in the spring and and a shout out to Claire for coming in it was great taking a picture with her but she didn't get a pencil for <laughs> oh no pencil all right well <laughs> I've got one here I'll send I'll send her a, a pencil all right but Mike thank you so much for all that info and we will talk to you next week sounds great man well back to the mystery bird contest right after this Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds' conservation and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. Well, thanks to our legendary bad clock management, we're almost out of time, but we have time for a call from Eliz from Phoenix, Arizona, about our mystery bird. Good morning, Eliz. Hi. Hi. I, I, I have a guess. I haven't okay. seen this, but okay. they were talking about it at my recent bird call. Uh-huh. Um, that's a big ticket. I think it's American White Ibis. Oh, man, that's pretty good. You are absolutely right, Eliz. Thank you so much. I wish we had time to uh, talk here, including about the white ibis being the mascot of the University of Miami, but uh, we don't. So, Liz, thank you, thank you, and stay on the line, all right? We'll get your all right. info. All right. The white ibis, or the American white ibis, our mystery bird, we are out of time. The great Daniel Clem will be with us next week, and we'll see you then. The bird show, I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.